0: The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With our GMC Yukon, Acadia, and Terrain, we couldn't agree more. Step up to the family-focused Yukon, built for transporting your family across town to school or across the country, or the 2019 GMC Acadia, delivering available third row seating for up to seven passengers. Need something mighty? Then meet the 2019 GMC Terrain, built with the perfect combination of styling, utility, and efficiency. Three sizes, one GMC. Choose like a pro. Step up to GMC with 16% below MSRP on most 2019 Acadia and Terrain models when you finance through GM Financial. We are professional grade GMC. Excludes SL models. Includes price reduction below MSRP and purchase allowance. Must finance through GM Financial. Some customers will not qualify. Not available with some other offers. Take retail delivery by 419. See participating dealer for details.
1: Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama, in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life learn to achieve their golfing goals. In this episode, I'm going to talk with Tom Lovelady. A student of mine started teaching Tom when he was end of his junior year in college at the University of Alabama. Tom was well-decorated junior in the state of Alabama. Great athlete. Growing up, Tom was really good at baseball. You know, you'll hear him talk a little bit about it. Hadn't had tons of serious instruction. I mean, had been coached and certainly really very well, but necessarily didn't have a plan. And Tom came to me. We were actually walking at the Barbasol Championship in Auburn, and Robbie Shelton, What he was watching his teammate Robbie Shelton play, was playing there as an amateur, and Robbie was playing phenomenal. Robbie, one of my guys. And anyways, and Tom, out of the blue, said, you know, I think I'd like to come take a golf lesson with you. Would you – I think you could help me. Would you be interested? And I said, you know, absolutely. And I've always – one of the cool things I think about Tom is that I knew Tom all through college, obviously before college, from coaching other guys on the team. And Tom and I always got along great, knew each other, you know, always really liked the guy before I taught him. I mean, we were always very social, very cordial. You know, I mean, just was, was a, so when I got the opportunity to teach him, I was excited from the fact that Tom was immensely talented, could drive the ball super, super far, and was a really good putter. And wedge player. And I think that, and so to me, when I, when I saw that, I was, you know, that's a great recipe for success, not only in college, but beyond college, which he is certainly doing. And so I think you'll see and listening to Tom and I, that it's a special relationship. I've been with him through thick and thin. And one of the proudest parts of being his coach is having watched him grow, mature, and learn how to be a a good professional out there on the PGA tour and learn what it takes and what he needs to do to be successful. And there's so much more than, than golf swing that goes into that. And so extremely proud of the stuff and the steps that Tom's taken and how good a player he's become. And I really believe that his combination of power with his wedge game and his putting ability, that when all the things click together, he's going to be a very special player out there on the PGA tour. He's so incredibly talented and he's learning and improving and getting better every day and it's such a it's a real cool thing to be able as a coach to teach him and spend time around with him and you know he's one of my favorite people to travel with we enjoy having a glass of wine enjoy hanging out you know enjoy some football so i think that as you listen to this and at the end of a wor- some work that we did here for a couple days in the dome he was swinging it great he's still swinging it great i think you'll you'll see the things that he's learned and the things that he's working on improving. And I think you'll, you'll be a fan of Tom Lovelady just like I am. Also, we're doing an awesome giveaway to kick off the podcast. You're going to get the chance to win a new Shrixon driver. If you were lucky enough to hang out and play with me, you'd see that I've got this new sucker in the bag. I've got a 9.5, 7.85 Shrixon driver with a hazardous shaft. It is amazing. All of the numbers, it was Shrixon for years, but this is the first driver I ever remember from Shrixon or Cleveland Golf that when we put it on the track man or on the quad, that the numbers against every other leading driver out there are better than any of the competition. It's unbelievable. And I just, I love it. Couldn't speak more highly of it. We fit lots of good young players, lots of good amateur players. Put them in, you know, I always tell people, I'm going to put you in what you play the best because that's how I get paid, whether you're a professional player. Or whether you're a junior player i mean you playing well is how i get my notoriety how i generate my revenue and and how i've built my reputation and i wouldn't put a on driver in somebody's bag if it wasn't the best and we're putting a lot of them in folks bags so go ahead and uh, enter for a chance to win this driver here's how you do it you subscribe to the podcast in the apple podcast you listen to the show leave a review of the show screenshot your review And then email that screenshot to hey at golfsciencelab.com. That's hey at golfsciencelab.com. And if you want special bonus entries, share out on social media you're listening and we'll increase your chance of winning. Don't miss out on this as you only have our first three weeks to enter and win this. It's a great chance to get a great driver. Plus, I think you're going to love the stuff that Cordy and I have put together for you coming out that's going to give you an inside the world of golf look at what it's like to be a coach at the highest level with PGA Tour players, as well as developing junior players, what it's like on the road, as well as here in the Dome in Mobile, Alabama. So don't miss this opportunity for the first three weeks to win the brand new Shrixon 785 driver. All right, let's get to this episode. So we're sitting here in the Dew Sweeper Dome with Tom Lovelady, one of my PGA Tour guys, somebody I've taught since he was in college. And Tom, we're going to talk about a couple of some things here on the podcast. But one of the things is interesting, I watched you through high school from coaching other guys, you know, see you play in junior golf and different things. And I think it's cool. It's not necessarily good for my business, but you didn't necessarily have like a real serious steady coach. Like you didn't take tons of lessons from what I gather coming up. You played a lot of sports and were good at a bunch of sports. And then just kind of gravitated towards golf?
2: Yeah. Baseball and golf were my two main sports. And I was athletic enough to kind of get the ball around. And if I had an issue or, you know, just wasn't hitting it how I'd like, then, you know, I'd go see somebody for kind of a quick fix. And I started taking lessons with the guy, Jeff Jordan, that's now at Mountain Brook Club. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't consider, I wouldn't say that, you know, I saw him every week or every other week, but, you know, I might have seen him once a month or once every other month. Which was enough for the amount of golf that I was playing at the time. And he did a great job. And he's, you know, a really good guy and a really good coach. Mm -hmm. But I just wasn't fully dedicated to golf 100% at the time, which really, you know, took away, you know, some of my golf time. But I just like to kind of figure things out on my own. And I was athletic enough to get the ball around.
1: When did you. You said you didn't, you know, maybe dedicate golf full-time. When did that start happening? What clicked with you? What was it like, you know, I mean, I'm pretty good at this, and
2: I'm going right, to, right. you know, I maybe could do this. Um, freshman year in Alabama, I won the 6A high school championship individually. I beat all the upperclassmen and a couple guys that were juniors and seniors going to play D1 golf. I figured that was pretty good. And <laughs> I was still on the baseball team at the time, and I wasn't on the baseball team much longer after I won that event. And um, that's kind of when I realized, you know, maybe I should just stick with this and had a really good summer after that. And I think that just kind of, you know, ended my baseball career with the golf success that I had after freshman year. So
1: fast forward to Alabama. You played at the University of Alabama, obviously on the national championship teams as you go from junior golf to there. What changed in your game? What were some keys for you developing? We're going to get to professional golf here in a minute, but what, what, what were the biggest things you learned and took to improve when you were at Alabama?
2: Yeah, from junior golf to college golf, I learned that I definitely needed to mature as a golfer, not let the little things affect me as much, which I probably didn't do the greatest of job and I wish I had. I learned that I didn't work hard enough. Luckily, I was on the team with some other guys that were – first-team All-Americans and um, have gone on to play web.com tour events and PJ Tour events, and to see what I was doing compared to what they were doing wasn't even close, and um, that I, I needed to get better at what I wasn't very good at, which was a short game and wedges. Those were not two of my strongest suits and continued to improve on putting and iron play, which has always been pretty decent. So I learned that I, you know, always put in the extra 30 minutes or an hour just to on on what you're struggling with. And I think I learned that pretty quickly.
1: I mean, especially since you know, you've obviously addressed a weakness because I mean, I think obviously you focused more on it as a professional, but you're, you're an incredible wedge player now. I mean, your wedge game Right. right now, is I would say, it's one of your strengths of your games, the wedge play that you are now.
2: Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, you know, you spend, or, you know, me specifically, I spend a bunch of time on trying to drive it better and wedge it better But unfortunately, that's taken a toll on other parts of my game. But, you know, it's nice to see improvement when you've worked so hard to make yourself better. And now I'm driving the ball consistently the best I ever have. I'm wedging the ball easily the best I ever have. I've always been a really good putter, so I know that that's going to turn around. And if I just keep giving myself the birdie chances I'm giving myself, then, you know, they're going to fall. And it's going to be a fun rest of the year. you mentioned that your
1: guy likes to figure things out to me it's it's interesting coaching you because you you really have done a nice job of figuring out the couple things that you want to do in your golf swing to hit the shots you want and then coaching you is really just keeping giving you feedback and keeping you on that I mean which is different there's some guys that aren't very good at understanding their own golf swing but uh One thing I think you're great at is understanding your golf swing. Maybe not somebody else's, but yours. And I think that's important when you go out there to play for a living, is understanding what it is your golf swing needs to look like, feel like, or be like to play great golf.
2: Right, yeah. There was one of the first few times that we worked together, there was a drill that we did to help me stay connected from the top of the swing all the way through impact. And, um, you know, it's just kind of funny how little bits and pieces that we work on, you know, Once I find myself not doing them, I can go back to those drills Mm -hmm. that we did two, three years ago. And then, you know, in the next couple of days, it's like I never had the problem. So it's, I personally always like to be on top of what I need to do and what positions the club needs to be in order for me to play my best golf. And I think that it's important for people to know what they need to do and what they don't need to do. Because unfortunately, you can't just travel with me every single day. Uh, I mean, we'd have fun, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we, yeah, but that'd get, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> that'd, get, that'd get real expensive. Yvonne uh, wouldn't like, well, no. she probably would. But. Well, she might, she <laughs> but, might. Um, but it's important to know what you need to do and what you don't need to do so you can give yourself feedback. And I think that's a great way to be efficient.
1: So let's talk about the couple things that we monitor and work on. I think because folks would like, they love hearing that stuff, but it's, it's going to be surprisingly not very complicated. You mentioned connection going back. I mean, we have a thing we look at where we like the club to be going back, kind of halfway back, waist high, and then where we like it at the top.
2: Right. Yeah. Halfway back, I like the club to be on. My hands are just outside. And that gives me a good feeling. It's a, a feeling of being laid off without being laid off. I use the tee. I put it on the inside of my right armpit and I try to keep it connected all the way you know, throughout the swing and That allows me to get the chest in front of the ball and, you know, allow the ball to maybe start a little left and fall just a little bit to the right. And that's the shot shape that I like seeing. And um, it's very simple, but it's very effective. And then on
1: the downswing, you know, which, you know, I was in Palm Springs and I said, man, backswing looks great. And you're like, I don't even really have to think about that now because you went back and did. Just a ton of work with that tee. In fact, I mean, you were sending videos. It seemed like you played rounds of golf doing that.
2: I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny you mentioned that. I played probably <laughs> three to four rounds where every shot I'd put a tee under my arm, tee ball, iron shot, wedge shot, chip shot, just to really nail that feeling because the feel is different on the range than it is the course. And the sooner that I can get that feel on the course without the tee being there, the sooner I can – get it under a little bit of pressure, playing some games with the guys, you know, the faster and the more efficient I'll be. And on the downswing, what we really work on is trying not to have my hips bump, you know, and kind of shift forward and more of my hips rotating, you know, kind of around and to the left, which, you know, gives my hands some room to swing down and left and create the shot shape that we like to see.
1: Yeah. and, And again, I mean, and I think the beauty of it is, you know, what has to happen to hit the shot shape you want. And it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And what I've loved about this offseason is I feel like we went back, that you went back with the start with that tee drill, like to really what you did when maybe you had a stretch of play in your best golf instead of making it any more complicated than that. And I mean, I think sometimes, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of like, trying to build a better mousetrap like oh if we try this maybe it'll make you better but you know and 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 i learned through teaching you and and being out there but kind of like going you know what shit i mean the stuff you're doing is really damn when we just do tom love lady golf and you hit that ball that falls two yards right and you're the fifth longest guy out there on tour shit that's good enough
2: yeah i mean that's that's why i'm so proud of myself for especially driving the ball um i've always been known to hit a couple foul balls anyone that knows me you (laughs) <laughs> ask them they, that right ball gets in there and you know next thing you know you're re But but um, I've really learned to you know keep the ball between the trees and um, I've always been able to you know go up and hit the next one so having a combination of driving it far keeping it in play wedge game really good you know the putts are going to fall it's just a matter of time Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If
1: you're looking to see more of a visual side of this podcast, videos of me working with players, there's tips, strategies, all that good stuff that you'd like for an inside the ropes, behind the scenes look at life on the PGA tour or teaching and developing some of the best players around the country, head over to golfsciencelab.com backslash Tony and check out the content there. There's tons of good stuff out there. There's more good stuff coming, but uh, hopefully you enjoy it. You brought up something the other day, and the question I was going to ask you was, you know, what have you learned being out there on tour for a year, and what have you improved on? But you mentioned the other day we were talking about Palm Springs and that you hit a couple loose shots, but how good the bounce backs were with, like, you hit it in a hazard, you dropped, you hit it to three feet, things like that. To me, that's a huge sign of development as a player. I mean, that's way harder than people think out there playing tournament golf. But to me, that's, you know – if you keep developing in that way and you keep sticking to Tom love lady golf and driving it the way you are, you're going to have some big weeks.
2: Yeah. I I think the biggest thing that I learned last year is you grow up real fast. You mature real fast when you might not cash a check for a month, two months. And the next thing you know, you look at how much money you spent, you grow up real, real quick. (laughs) And, uh, especially with some of the dinners that we have. So, um, (laughs) You grow I'm not up real cheap. quick. I'm not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you learn to find a way to get the ball in the hole. You, you learn how to grind when things aren't going well. That's why I'm proud of myself last week specifically for bouncing back. I hit four balls in the water on nine holes. I think I hit a ball in every body of water on that course. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. But anyways, hit the ball in the water, make par on the next ball. Hit the ball in the water, make birdie on the next ball. Hit the ball in the water, make birdie on the next ball hit the ball in the water, make par on the next ball. The, you know, the old me probably wouldn't have been able to bounce back from maybe the second ball in the water. <laughs> right. But I I shot, you know, four over on that side with, you know, the four water balls. So, you know, take half of those away. I'm sitting at even par. I turn around to the back nine, and I have six birdie chances inside of 12 feet.
1: And as good it, a putter as you, you are and can be, you got to figure on a good week, that's – Four birdies. I mean, at especially least. at least four or five birdies, especially a couple of them weren't 10, 12 feet. They were four and yeah. five feet.
2: Yeah, so, you, you know, you take – just say you take two, two water balls out, that's four shots. You know, you make those putts that I normally make. That's an easy eight shot, to, you know, that, that can easily be fixed, and that's the difference between, you know, making a cut and missing a cut or, you know, missing a cut by one or two and being in the top 20 going into the last day. But I'm proud of myself for giving myself the chances to have birdie. I never gave up, which you also learn to do when when it's your way of income. You grind everything out and you always try to gain momentum into the next week or the next tournament that you're playing.
1: That's what I was going to ask. I mean, so now that you've, you've obviously grown up a bunch, matured a bunch, from my point of view, it's fun to watch, is like you can take stuff out of weeks that you miss the cut and be positive. Like you obviously took the bounce back stuff, but like the first thing you said when you came here was like, I mean, we don't really have much work to do. I mean, I'm hitting it great. Like, you know, but there's times you miss cuts. You don't feel that way, but that's, I mean, but that's growth too. Because I mean, I think like on the web, if you'd have missed the cut, even if you'd hit it good, you might've been like, I got, you know, I got to work on
2: something. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, statistics help but I think my statistics in Palm Springs were a little off because of the water balls. I mean, I striped it. I I really hit it great all week. Mm -hmm. Uh, got a couple bad breaks early, which, you know, I I didn't even bring up, but I mean, in order for me to come back after the water balls and hit the shots that, that were pretty difficult and to give myself that many looks, you know, it's just encouraging that, you know, I'm doing the right things. I'm hitting it. Great. I keep driving it. Well, I keep wedging it. Well, you know, my time's going to come. It's just a, a matter of time and allowing that time to happen instead of trying to force the issue. As you're looking at your game,
1: have you learned or the thought of that, like you don't have to play perfect golf to be competitive or make a living versus that feeling of like, if I don't, if I'm not striping it, I don't have a chance.
2: Right. Yeah. I just take Palm Springs. For example, I kind of sat back on the, on the flight back home and I figured that I, I wouldn't say wasted, but I would say I let about 15 shots get away from me. And that sounds like a lot, but we just came up with an easy eight, you know, in mm-hmm. the, in that final round, you know, take those other two water balls out of play. That's another four, you know, a couple short putts that I missed on the first couple of days, a bad break or two that I got, you know, 15 strokes is a, that's a difference between missing the cut and finishing First, finishing top 10, finishing, you know. It's a lot. In, in my position, it would have been top 20 with the chance to, to top 10 to get into San Diego this week. So I know that there's really, there's not really anything to work on. Just a, a, a little rust of not having played a tournament golf in, you know, two plus months. So a little carelessness, but, you know, swing mechanically, I'm swinging at the best I ever have and uh, just keep doing the things I'm doing.
1: No question about that. And so you've been out there a year. I'm always curious. I like to watch you, young guys. I like to watch like the people you play with, and like and the veterans and your interaction with the veterans. What are some of the people? or Some of the things that you've learned from from watching other players? Are there some people you've enjoyed playing? You know, where you like? Hey, I mean, playing golf with this guy has kind of helped me see this or learn this or so forth.
2: Nobody in particular. I I just like to play my practice rounds with the, you know different groups of people, different weeks see how they go about the course that week, see how they play certain holes, whether they hit driver three wood or an iron off the tee to lay back. I learned a bunch about strategy and I, I watch a bunch on short game and putting, mm-hmm. you know, where they, where they want to leave their chips, how they hit their chips, whether it's low, high, medium has spin, doesn't have spin. I always just kind of pay attention to, to how everyone is playing certain shots. So, you know, I can teach myself a shot that they have that I don't, which can indirectly, you know, make yourself better. So playing with the right people, playing with guys that have played the courses and then playing with your buddies. I mean, that's, it can be a grind, but it's nice to have, you know, good friends that can take your mind off of, you know, if you're struggling or something like that.
1: How important do you think it is to be when you're off, be able to get away from it a little bit and do some things that you like to do instead of just being consumed with golf.
2: Yeah. I think that's everything. You know, last year I'm, I think I played 28 events. Mm -hmm. So that's 28 events. It's a lot. That's a lot of 28 events and maybe like a 40, 42 week stretch. So you can make some friends real quick because everybody's going through the same stuff that you're going through, but to have that support system from your buddies that are out there also and, you know, going to dinners and playing practice rounds and hanging around the putting green and uh, hanging out off the course to get your mind off of the reason why you're there. Uh, It's just a nice refreshment day in, day out, which uh, can really make the season enjoyable. As we kind of
1: wrap this up, you know, a lot of folks listen because they want to hear instruction stuff. We, you know, you just said before we started taping this, like, Hey, let's go out on the golf course and that's something I don't think that people realize, like we do, you maybe more than anybody else I teach would rather we go out on the golf course Mm -hmm. and work. I mean, we probably hit less balls in the building or filming than anybody else I work with. It's come watch me play nine holes. And I think that's great because you get that it's different than, I mean, standing in that bay and hitting ball after ball is different than going out there where there's trees, there's water, wind, and so forth.
2: Yeah. I think, A lot of people struggle with well i'm hitting it great on the range but i'm not hitting it great on the course that's because it's a different mindset you know on the range you've got a bag of balls and you can always just scoop another ball and try to make another good swing off of a mat or off of a flat lie off the grass where you know conditions are perfect well you get out on the course where you're hitting at one pin you have one shot your stance is a little off you know what what are you going to do to compensate for all those factors and how are you going to hit the shot that you want to hit? So that's why I think it's really effective to go out on the course where you only have one shot. And once you find your tendency to miss right or left or, you know, whatever it might be, that's where, you know, Tony can come in and say, Hey, when you have this wind and the pin is on this, you know, this side of the green, you tend to do this and, you know, you either bail out to the right or, you know, pull it over there left, you know, well, Mm When we get out on the course and, and then I get in tournament golf and I know what my tendency is, mm-hmm. I can make sure those little parts of my swing that I'm always checking, I can make sure that I'm doing those perfectly to execute the best shot I can.
1: You know, I think it's important as a teacher to watch you on the golf course. And like I go back to it was up the web, one of the playoffs events though, where like watching you play, you brought up, man, I'm having trouble with these types of pitch shots with grain. And that's where, you know, like a 50-yard shot, and that's where we worked on you leaning the handle yeah. back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you, you're you able to – but we're like if we're just watching you on a practice tee, I mean, those types of things, I don't know that they come up all the time, but whereas right. you're just walking nine holes or riding nine holes, those types of things come up, and I think that it's, you know, I, I just think it's important if you're going to coach one of you guys to watch on the golf course a lot versus just being on the range.
2: Yeah, like we said earlier, I mean, everything is different on the on the course – than it is the range and so it's nice to have that instant feedback of you know why you're not hitting the shot or why you're not performing like you want to. So to have another set of eyes see you on the course is very beneficial.
1: Tom, awesome stuff. Thanks for sitting in. We're gonna have some Chick fil A now back on my health kick. (laughs) Yeah, good. (laughs) And head out on the course. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to maybe you want to see him grab a lesson or go to one of his camps pick up his book lessons from the legends you can do that there if you want to see tony in action with some videos and other content head over to golfsciencelab.com slash tony to get more info there this episode was powered by the golf science lab and was edited mixed and produced
1: by just hit published productions there's one thing if you know about me, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, first and foremost, Buick. And our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, on Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years, and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors. Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at com, or you can always check me out on Instagram at TheDewSweeper.